I'm ready whenever you are, Jessica. What's up, everybody? Welcome to <laughs> you. You did it. You did it this time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You, you, you should keep it going. Keep it going. It doesn't matter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show where we talk about all the progress things in life, like YouTube content creation, video games, with a heavy focus on the first-person shooter Escape from Tarkov. I am one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, a YouTube uh, content creator, streamer, YouTuber. Uh, and I'm Veritas, the guy who fucks up the intro to the podcast every other podcast. Mm -hmm. um, when Jessica, Sam, Sam, yeah, is that what, okay? Yeah, when uh, when she doesn't screw it up, and then we're here with one of my fucking homies, one of the most handsome guys named Markstrom on this panel. Uh, Markstrom, hey buddy, how's it going? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Absolutely, What's going on? thank you it's so our much pleasure. For, for coming on. Seriously, we really appreciate it. It's good to be here. I'm excited, man. Uh, when uh, Very reached out, I was super stoked. Awesome. I yeah, think... you've always been on our short list of uh, yeah. of like the first couple folks that we wanted to to have on here. So yeah, cool. I've what, been. What episode is this? If you don't mind me asking. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Although you fucked up, you fucked up the thumbnail, bud. I did. The last Shh. one. It was twenty. It was like episode twenty. <sighs> no, I th I think I changed it on YouTube, but I put it in the actual. Yo, I didn't mean to cause a rift. Or no, anything. no, I didn't think you noticed, no, I mean... Veritas. I didn't think we, you noticed. We have to start. This is episode one. Yeah, we, we have to wait, delete wait. zero days since last incident. We uh, we're starting over. Man, yep. I didn't think you noticed. I wasn't gonna say anything. I, I um, don't fuck, but you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mark, thank you so much. I mean, you as as somebody that's relatively newer to the scene of like streaming and even Tarkov, like um, you are one that I picked up very early on. You and Deadly were both because I would I'd go to work and I would have an, an extra monitor. So once I got into the Tarkov scene, got into like loving the game and playing, you guys streamed during that time slot for me. So I always had one of you guys up. So uh, I've been watching for for a really long time and have always respected how you run your community and just the the atmosphere of the whole thing. So it's a it's a pleasure having you on the show. I'd love to like really quickly just I, I watch I listened to the Slobcast all the way back in the day with uh, the episode with you on it. And it was really cool to hear um, a little bit about like your story and how it wasn't just like I'm going to stream Tarkov and maybe do this for a living. You know what I mean? And to see. Right. Uh, so if, if you I, I mean, if anybody wants to watch that the slobcast in its entirety is just an awesome podcast but maybe like the tldr version of like how this was kind of a really out of left field thing compared to what you were pursuing sure. yeah hey i really appreciate that thank you for tuning in and i appreciate the kind words yep uh yeah man it definitely was not what i planned on doing with my life <laughs> i will tell you that i've been streaming full-time now for five years now which is wild to say that's crazy um but that's also like from the very beginning, super fortunate, pretty much started out and was just kind of full time by default. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess the TLDR on my story is uh, I was attending the University of Florida and uh, I was on track for medical school and I got a double major, uh, one in biology and one in Russian. And uh, I pray to God I never have to use either of those for the rest <laughs> of my life. So... Assuming all goes well, uh, I never want to look at any of that material again. Oh, geez. Uh, no, I liked it. I enjoyed it. 
Um, so I knocked that out in four years and then I kind of got stuck, uh, in the, in the city where the university was because I hadn't taken the MCAT yet because I didn't have time, mm. uh, with the, with the dual majors. So I was sitting around and I was studying for the MCAT, like, uh, six months, one year after the fact. And then the med school process, uh, the application process to get in, um, for those that don't know, sorry, the, in the United States, the MCAT is the medical college admissions test and, yeah. uh, super comprehensive. Yeah. I mean, it bit. sounds like the worst. Yeah. It's horrific. <laughs> um, um, choice. I'm assuming. Yeah. Just yeah. If only just true false. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was a struggle, man. I mean like 10, 12 hours a day in the library minimum every single day for a really long time. Jeez. Um, and then that was on top of, I was doing part-time in a biomedical research lab and a neurology lab and, uh, love that. Uh, really enjoyed the, what we were working on some really cool stuff, uh, nerve grafting studies and, uh, novel treatment methods for a disease called neurofibromatosis. So mm. That was cool. I enjoyed all of that. It was a really great experience, but that's also where I learned. I don't like working with other people. Mm. Uh, so I'm very fortunate <laughs> these days to be able to choose who I yeah. work with. That makes sense. So, yep. um, so anyway, so I'm working in this lab. I take the MCAT. I do well. I do med school interviews and stuff. Uh, so my research lab shuts down. Um, nice. unfortunately, basically it's a weird thing. It's a very scary thing being in a, just being a scientist is very scary because Basically, the way that it works is you have a, a PI, a primary investigator that runs the lab, and they're in charge of acquiring uh, funding for the lab, basically. They write mm. all the proposals for the grants. And most PIs, a lot of PIs are older because you get to that point in your career yeah. and then you're that guy. <laughs> so by default, a lot of them are always on like the edge of retiring. And they're not always like the most keen to try to be like making sure that their lab stays open. So unfortunately, oh. that is what happened to us. Lab closed down for the most part, like down to like a skeleton crew. And so me being, you know, the pleb in the lab, uh, <laughs> I definitely lost my job, um, including a couple of like PhDs. So it's like, Jeez. It's, it's a rough, it's a scary thing. Like yeah. working as hard as you have to work to, to acquire a PhD in, in neurology and then just lose your job because some dude doesn't write up. Yep. Them. Just like rough. done. Scary. So, uh, so that closed down. I didn't have any work. Uh, I had saved a little bit of money working there, which was nice and, uh, still partially supported by my parents at that point as well. I end up getting into a biomedical, um, master's program. I could have done that for one year. Uh, but I started streaming in the meantime. And the reason I started streaming was because all my friends had been gone from university. They all went on to whatever, mm. you know, master's program or law school or anything like that. And, uh, I just didn't have anybody to game with. Yeah. So I really missed the feeling of like couch co-op games. I had never played anything like, uh, fallout before. And I really wanted to do fallout new Vegas. And, uh, I'd also never modded a game. Mm. So I thought to myself, like, all right, I kind of want company while I play. And I also want some information yeah. on how to make sure everything works the right way. So I, uh, I was like, I'll just stream it. Shit, I've watched people on, you know, on, on all the way back to Justin TV. I've always watched gaming on the computer and, uh, I can figure that out. I know that much. Let me just try this. And, uh, it ended up being super hype. Like 
the idea that people would come back for multiple streams for <laughs> something as silly as like a two viewer Fallout New Vegas broadcast blew my mind. Yeah. That was wild. So uh, I ended up streaming Daisy. And uh, after that, the rest is history. I just, I basically had this decision to make like, hey, do I go do this thing or yeah. do I try to do this? And uh, honestly, the the steam, it was chugging. It was chugging. Like the the train was on the tracks and we were moving. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm not looking yeah. back. And uh, yeah, uh, we, have, we have actually have a viewer here in the chat. One of my very first viewers, he found me with four viewers on Daisy Standalone. Dang. Now, uh, this year coming up, he's going to be the best man in my wedding. So, whoa. Yeah. That's, so that's amazing. That's, that's kind of odd. Um, yeah. Him and his brother actually ended up being uh, a couple of my best friends now. So, man. again, that was five years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's still, that's, inc that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, I definitely didn't plan on doing this. It just, um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I got super lucky. Like the first grouping of people, including him, uh, in the channel really came to shape the way that I run things and mm. it really shaped that community that you mentioned that you see today, um, which I find is pretty unique. And, uh, you know, they just continue to bring in more like-minded yeah. individuals and it's, it's been great. So super fortunate and, uh, obviously love what I do. Yeah. So that's crazy how it was just like a combination of like timing on, like, big time timing. yeah like yeah. with what was going on with your job not only and then timing on twitch and what was going on there and you hopping on daisy and then and then that little stroke of luck of just like the right people coming in yep. and you being able to kind of the synergy of like with the right people in you guys can cultivate a good community because i definitely find that i agree with what you're saying where it's like a small group of the right people attracts more of the right people yep. and a small group of the wrong people attracts more of the wrong people so it's a so it's just, it's cool that you were able to like right from the get kind of yeah. start that long-term process. And I find like the right and wrong people is different for everybody on Twitch, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the kind of broadcast that you want to host. Absolutely. So I think all you can do is like try to be excited, uh, try to formulate your community or, 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 you know, mold your community in a way where you're going to be excited to wake up the next day and mm -hmm. see those people. Yeah. Because again, it goes back to like, picking your coworkers, picking your viewers is kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? Like you want to be, you want to be stoked. And, and yeah, I'm happy to say that five years later, I'm still stoked to get up and talk to those people. So it's, it's a good thing, man. That's sick. So you started with primarily like Daisy, you were saying, so we, we did the fallout, yeah, but Daisy was the, the first, like, I'm going to do this game. I kind of recognized it. Well, it was what I watched the most on Twitch at the time. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of uh, Mr. Blackout, Anthony Kungpun, nice. um, Jam Jar, all those guys, all those old Daisy veterans. And, uh, you know, I I thought to myself, well, why don't I stream the game that I'm playing the most right now, yeah. obviously? And, you know, I also kind of recognized it as being one of those games where you, it's almost the perfect opportunity to hone your skills as a broadcaster. And figure mm. out how to have conversation and how to have that running stream of consciousness. Because I'm sure, as you know, you play Day Z, you end up with a lot of dead time, <laughs> a lot of dead air, a lot of dead time. If you're running around, like there's some hype moments and like yeah, yeah, yeah. around waiting for those hype moments to happen. 
but then you're after that happens, you got two, three hours of running. <laughs> that's Day-Z. crazy. And so I've still never played. I've never played Day Z. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, that's for the best. Let's leave it. <laughs> at that. That's. I can that's I can watch favorite. smoke. I can watch smoke yes. play Day Z all day. It's but, one of those games, and that's yeah, another yeah. good part of it was that it's a game that is more fun to watch than it is to play. Dude, simple. And sometimes Tarkov is very much so in the same vein. Tarkov, yeah, definitely yeah. teeters on that line for sure. But yeah. Daisy, you don't, yeah. you don't say. <laughs> but Daisy, for sure, like I've watched a ton of it. I feel like I have a basic understanding of how it works. Um, Daisy is such an interesting game because, and we, I mean, we don't have to talk about Daisy forever, but it's such an interesting game because, like, there's like eras of Daisy, and depending on who you talk to, you get such a different experience. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. I've heard, you know, you and Deadly Slob talk about some of the memories of old old school daisy stuff like that that make me feel like oh my god like that's the time of their lives they had in daisy and then there's a whole epic of like the bad times and you and it's just crazy to me that you still have people like just now getting into it or just now getting excited about it like summit when g tweeted out like two days ago he was like daisy's finally an s tier game and then of course the it blew up, but it was just like, regardless of how you feel about Daisy, it was interesting that a guy's biggest summit, even now, how many years later of playing Daisy is like, yo, getting into it and getting hype. It definitely has really? something that no other game has. It does. And I, I think that's just unique player interaction. I think yeah. that's like the driving force of Daisy's standalone. And I think it's the same reason that would make Voip really good in um Escape from Tarkov. Mm. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of bad that comes with Voip, but I feel like with the right kind of community, with the survival shooter community, it thrives 99.9% of the time. Interesting. And there's, there's a lot of memories that get created through that that make it so that it's not the same firefight in the same location again, right? Hmm. You have a whole nother dynamic layer on top, and that's the VoIP. And I don't know, I, th- I think that's what makes Daisy special. Obviously, that has the risk-reward factor that people yeah. love in Tarkov, and it's, and it's like multiplied 10x because... Yeah. You die in DC, you know, you have you a die in real life. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like, I think I'm sure this was the case. This is still the case. But if you're on a long run and you die, like, that's kind of the end of your stream. Potentially. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll end it there for the day. Yeah, because you don't want to <laughs> start up a whole nother character and then but right. have to leave in an hour or two. That's really interesting. I had never considered that. Well, yeah, it's funny because like you see Summit's tweet and like the game really hasn't changed at all. Like the base game hasn't changed in the last two years, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I obviously I keep tabs on it pretty closely. Yeah, uh, the modding community has done a pretty good job at making it a more complete experience and something that's a little bit more rewarding with more content. Um, I don't really. Uh, I don't know. I don't really subscribe to the idea that Bohemia left in a good spot for modders to begin with. Mm. So they're, they're left with a lot of, um, they're handcuffed to an extent as to what they can do, but there are some cool servers out there that are good, that are good for a good time. Yeah. But like, it's just always been one of those games where you jump on and it's a percent chance. You're going to have a great experience. It's always a percent chance. There's yeah. no guarantee. You know what I mean? But when that <laughs> happens, like that's what you play for. Yeah. So it's an it's an interesting game dynamic, no yeah. doubt about it. 
So when was the when and how was the transition from maining Daisy to Tarkov? Or was there maybe something in between? Or did you hop right yeah, over? Yeah, I, I made PUBG for a year in between. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a day one PUBG partner. And as soon as that launched, I was gone from Daisy, like the, the minute it <laughs> I played Daisy until I got partner on Twitch. Um, and that was like definitely the plan. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I just, I'm going to keep doing this until we're there. And then uh, PUBG launched, and I was super excited because uh, the the lead developer at the time of Daisy was Brian Hicks, uh, who introduced me to Brendan, who is Player Unknown. Mm. Um, and so I kind of knew about PUBG pretty well in advance of things, and uh, I kind of had an in for that, which was which was cool, and it was neat to see like the excitement behind this like secret project that they're developing in Korea. Like, it was cool. Um, it was really neat. So I was really excited for the game. And then I did like the alpha and the beta and like things were starting to pop off. It's like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be it. So yeah. it was, it was good while it lasted. I think I learned in a, I learned a very valuable lesson about games where you spend so much time focusing on the game. It wasn't, I really had to work hard to balance the community building that I had already done mm. with a game that required like all of your attention yeah. always until the end. You know what I mean? There wasn't a whole lot of that downtime. So that was a weird transition. I was so used to just being able to like yeah. free flow and talk with chat. And I think that's still why like I spent, I mean, anyone who's tuned in knows I spend like 80% of my day chatting. Yeah. 20% maybe gaming, um, <laughs> but I like it that way. Yeah, I do. And uh, you know, I know that that's not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah, it's what I enjoy. Yeah. And uh, not what you enjoy them why do it right so, yeah um but yeah so i like the the PUBG thing was cool i did that for a year and then when tarkov came out like january 2017 i started playing it Oof. so that was like right at the beginning right as the it went public the public beta yeah or around so I, that time it, it was around that time uh i remember trying to like play or trying to get my nda lifted mm. so hard for so long um never happened so what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise I probably would have switched sooner. Interesting. Um, I did a lot of like uh, custom games on PUBG though. That was cool. And then I did a lot of shout casting for PUBG. Oh, that's Which dope. was another kind of side project that I really enjoyed. I worked yeah. with like this company called PUBG Online. So every Monday on the front page of Twitch, actually I got to do like shout casting, which was tight. I enjoyed it a lot. That's sick. Yeah. Very yeah, tough. So you did a lot. similar thing, right? You went PUBG first. Like you main PUBG first, right before Tarkov? Mm, well, no. I started streaming with Tarkov, but oh. I started I started content creation with PUBG. That's right. Um, just because it was actually funny. I was just talking to a, a friend of mine. He's actually my old boss. Um, he's uh awesome dude, wicked dad gamer. Um, <laughs> although he doesn't have any kids, but he's just like an older guy, and you know he's he's. He's just fucking awesome. And we'd play PUBG and, and it was funny because every I used to put all my videos up on Facebook. Uh, so I still like the once a month I get on Facebook, usually to like message somebody from college or like my dad or something. Um, I see like the seven years ago today and it's always a video <laughs> like like a like a 26 minute edit of me playing PUBG that has four views on Facebook. And it's like, holy shit, <laughs> oh like all these videos. Gosh. I've got I've got dozens of them on, on Facebook and they're all private. Um, Were you editing them back then? Yeah, that was, that was two, 
three, uh, maybe about three years ago. Nice. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was just uh, I'd use replay buffer to record highlights and mm. uh, and edit together. It was really simple edits. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was, it, it, and it's funny because his his girlfriend now is like. Every now and then we'll pull up one of these old videos on Facebook and she'll watch it. And she basically said that like on on our team on PUBG, um, his his role was to just follow me around and say like, oh, awesome, dude. <laughs> he'd always just, I, I'd kill Hyping like a up. squad of four and he'd be standing there without a gun in his hands. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, so he was, was the like, hype man. I love such it. a shit show. <laughs> Oh my god, but yeah, PUBG back in the day I loved it. I, I need to give it a try again. I haven't played it in forever. I bought yeah. PUBG and I never ended up playing it. Cause I got I my the very first computer game really that I like invested time into was Tarkov. And so which was an awful first computer game to ever play. But I remember like I, I got my computer set up and I bought PUBG and I downloaded it, but I was playing Tarkov a little bit and I just got consumed with Tarkov and I literally never played a match of PUBG ever. Yeah, the only thing that I hear about PUBG these days is break tweeting out about cheaters and that's it. <laughs> so that's all, that's literally all I see. I don't know if that's the best sign. Just a lot cheaters in, in an online game? You don't say. Wait a minute. Imagine. Imagine. Do they have labs in PUBG? Did they? I know they added new maps. Did they put? Did they put labs? Not an awful idea. Oh my gosh! Might as well. <clears throat> so, so you transitioned from PUBG to Tarkov. I guess. Uh, I'd love to hear your. I love talking to people that have been uh, playing Tarkov for a really, really long time. Um, I, you know, how is your perception of the game where it stands now? Because, uh, you know, we, we talk all the time on the podcast about how, like, uh, there were there have been important moments in the game's history. I've been playing for just over two years. So I was I came at point nine and a point nine. Uh, there have been some pretty fundamental shifts in the game. But like, you know, 2020 was the, you know, the Mount Everest, the the point 12 last year was immediately followed up by the drops event this year. And we're talking like hundreds of thousands of new accounts and that's brought challenges. That's brought like really cool aspects as well. Seeing, you know what I mean? Talking about hearing Nikita say that, you know, he never expected to go to twitch.tv and see Tarkov in the number one spot. Like that's cool stuff, but um, the, the game has just, it's changed so much. So I, I'd love to hear like how your enjoyment of the game has like grown, diminished, just changed. Like, well, how have you been feeling about Tarkov recently? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think like with, any game that you play every single day for an extended period of time, I think it is always going to grind on you to an extent. Um, So you have to, you know, I think that that is an important uh, framework for my thoughts and feelings towards the game right now. Uh, I've never like played a game as much as I played Tark and didn't feel this way about the game. So I think it probably has more to do with that. Uh, But ultimately... I have played Tarkov maybe I've I've streamed Tarkov maybe six times in the last three months. One of which was today where I could only play for two hours before I switched. (laughs) So, I mean, I hate to say that. Yeah. uh, Because I still think like Tarkov is a game where you can really jump in there and have a wonderful experience and really feel great about the kills that you're getting. Mm Mm-hmm. However, right now, 
the game has never been less consistent mm. for server performance, hit reg, um, and just like the ultimate overall experience. Yeah, you are even even just like putting hackers aside. Yeah, um, I think that it's never been worse in those regards, and. For me, then the kind of player that I am, and I think what I enjoy playing a game for, like the reasons I enjoy playing a game, is because I enjoy a challenge, but a challenge is that is consistent in a way where I can feel yeah. good about working hard and getting better and then seeing those results. And I did see that in Tarkov for a very long time, like to get to a point where I thought like, all right, I'm playing at one of the highest levels. I feel great about my day to day. Mm -hmm. And as some of these issues continue to compound, um, that is just non non-existent anymore. Like, uh, it's, it just doesn't provide that same consistent, enjoyable atmosphere that I want to be able to share with my community. Right. A, I want to be in a good mood. B, I want to have gameplay that's like fun for them to watch. Yeah. And right now, Tarkov is incapable of providing that in a consistent fashion. There's still really good, like there's there's days that can be great. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that, like, I think that's pretty unanimous across the board. I don't think that I'm an outlier by any means. I definitely see that when I look at the uh category mm -hmm. uh lately. I, it's not exactly in the one slot currently. So <laughs> I think we'll put it like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason for that. And of course, that like also makes you feel a little bit better. Like, all right. Um, but I also know the population severely diminished currently. Mm -hmm. um, everyone feels it. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's been great because ultimately like my channel has done really well on almost pure variety and that's not something that i would have attempted or wanted to attempt mm. otherwise so it's kind of been a blessing in disguise and i've never had more fun on stream on a day-to-day -day basis and i don't think i've ever provided better content on a better day on a day-to-day -day basis than i do currently and that's, that's awesome. something that i never would have been able to like say or feel or even attempt without without tarkov kind of having this lull so yeah, I feel like I, I definitely want to touch on the on that the variety side of things um, sure. in a little in a little bit, but I do want I, I thought that like you, there was a voice inside my, my <laughs> head saying face, the things bro. that I've been thinking. It's like because honestly I haven't heard I haven't heard anybody say what you said, but I've been feeling it so strongly and I feel lately like I'm almost like the only one. So I started to think like maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like not washed up, but like maybe <laughs> I'm just bad at Tarkov because I used to have an 80 percent survival rate and my win streaks were 30 games long. And now I I can't win fights. I shoot people nine times and I don't do 200 damage to them, but I right. die one shot every time I yeah. can't get in like a. A 1v4 used to be so exciting for me. I'm like, yes, like this is going to be so sick because you can shoot, move, heal, move. Now it's just, I'm dead. <laughs> and um, so it, it's interesting that it's it's always hard for me to look at something like hit reg and say that it's hit reg because I know how misleading Tarkov is. 
in sure. terms of what it shows you on screen when you're mm -hmm. shooting people, as well as what it shows you after the fact. If it says eight hits, is that eight hits server side or eight hits yeah. client side? Right. You know, did I actually hit the guy at all? Or, you know, so like what makes you think that that the inconsistency, which is a perfect way of explaining it, yeah. is it just feels like um, it feels really it's consistency because yeah. if you look at like you shouldn't have to be trying to figure out if something that it's telling you is server side or client side yeah. you shouldn't even have to know what the fuck that means you just shouldn't yeah. like no player should have to understand that to be yeah. able to comprehend and play better in the game because if they have to understand point. that then that's the developer's fault it's simple as that I, in my opinion and that's why I've I've been enjoying playing Valorant so much. I know that like the Tarkov community hates Valorant. I know it. <laughs> I get it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I've never once blamed, like, felt like I could blame the game for no, anything. And it's my like fucking that. fault. It's you know. me and my team. Um, you hate yourself for it, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's frustrating, but in a different way because there's oh, nothing yeah. worse. Remember when you died in Call of Duty for you know four back in the day, and it was because like lag. Like you hate dying to lag more than you hate dying because somebody beat you because you feel like something was taken from you, yeah. you know, as opposed yeah. to earned by somebody else. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, in in the I feel like I've lost agency in the game. Like I don't have, I can make all the right decisions and do the right things and still, yeah. I'm no more likely to win a fight more, you know. Uh, game. And, and honestly, like a lot of that variety, I think helps a new player enjoy it. And when I say variety, I mean inconsistency. Uh, but I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think like that allows for new players to win fights. So I don't even think like from a bringing in new consumers perspective, I don't think that it is a it's not it's not even like a like a prudent financial priority yeah for battle state games to make it more consistent because ultimately yeah. it leads for a better experience for a new player who's like might win that roll of the dice but ultimately that's what it is yeah a and lot it of shouldn't be right that's a really interesting point on so like my whole kind of like existence especially on youtube is surrounded around like new player stuff guides strategies and stuff like that and see a lot of it it's and <laughs> thank you i appreciate that and things uh it's interesting because i'm hearing you guys talk about that and it, it makes so much sense and i and i totally i totally experience it too um but it's interesting to to see where it's like man these videos are doing well there's a lot of new players still in the game so that like you just kind of blew my mind when you said that where it's like it it ends up being a net positive for newer players because they win the roll of the dice sometimes. And so it's funny because it's it's really easy. Like if you die to a guy camping in a corner with a Makarov 10 times in one night, it's easy to call all 10 of them, uh, you know, door campers. But most likely eight of them are just, they've played seven raids in Tarkov and they're scared. And yep. so when they win that roll of the dice and pull the Alton in the slick or whatever it is, you know what I mean? That they're they'll like, never oh, use. Oh, that that's never sick. Use. Oh, for sure. For sure. But because I wouldn't ash forever. Right. But that's just a really interesting point. How like some of these things um, ending up not uh, not I don't want to say benefiting them, but have a chance for that dice roll to go in their favor, which may keep them coming back. But it's, it's definitely hard. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely hard for people who, yeah, because that is the thing. Like my whole 
the the reason why I've been I'm just like powering through the game is like I want to get better. You know what I mean? I'm always analyzing my gameplay. I I every time I die, I pull up the clip. We pull up the clip. We pull up the clip. And it is definitely discouraging when you pull up the clip and you're like, I, there's I can't explain that when you know what I mean. When I can be like, oh, I didn't see a guy that was over there. I could have. I should have been. I was out of position. I should have done this. But when you I, there was the other day, man. I was I was we were whole. We were watching the clip back and I was holding, I knew where he was. You could tell with the audio, I was holding the tightest angle possible so that I couldn't get hit from any other way. There was one right. direction I could get shot from. Uh, I had engaged with this guy prior, so I didn't think he was cheating. I didn't see him speed hacking and I just died. And I was like, oh, chat. So we pulled up the clip and I just died. He never appeared on my screen. And so we were like... Right. All right, well, we'll close that one. There's nothing we can learn. That. Yeah, exactly. We'll move on. <laughs> and then chat's like, oh, cheater, cheater. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I just legitimately no. think he saw me on his end. He just peeked it and was like, oh, there's a guy there. Those packets Ooh. never got to you, but Never sorry, got to packets, me. They got so, lost in the mail. So it's yep. hard because like, I'm like, okay, some of these times there is nothing. There's nothing I can pull from this. We did it right. Yeah. We closed the clip. We move on. You know what I mean? But it's hard. I legitimately stopped pulling up clips. Like we, that's a, mm. that's a thing. Like we don't, well, I used to, I used yeah. to be the guy that watched back every single clip. Let's figure out what I, what could I have done differently on this death? I don't want to make an excuse for why I died. I want yeah. to figure it out so that I can improve. Like that has always been my mantra playing escape from Tarkov. But after spending maybe like a year looking at <laughs> it, it don't make sense yeah. at all. Like, like, Anybody, listen, any of the hundreds of people here, can you tell me what happened here in a way that makes sense? Like that could, that could mean that I could have done something differently. Yeah. Good, it's good. Like, it's disheartening. It's yeah, good, good. Very disheartening. Yeah. And that's ultimately like, that's the meme that it comes down to because yeah. there's just, there's no explanation and it's, it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. And like, I would rather not know. I'm at a point where I say, GG. Yeah. GG next. Yeah. And that's it because a lot of a lot of my gaming or a lot of my channel is really like the game is happening. There's funny moments. There's good moments. Um, but I'm just hosting like a eight hour podcast all day. Yeah. And you I know? love that. I love that attitude because like and this can be part of what I guess transitions us into talking about like the variety stuff. But it's so interesting to like see. So once again, you know, two, I'm, I'm two years less than two years into streaming and the first, you know, 14 months is to like three people, you know, it's definitely a really long. So I, I definitely feel new to this world, but it's so, it's so interesting to see, like, we're in a weird spot where like Tarkov feels this way. Everybody kind of feels it. That doesn't mean necessarily that anybody hates the project or wants it to die. But when people start moving on to other things, just so it's just a weird, some weird stuff happens, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, people, you know, X, X streamers playing X game. And it's like, why, why does that concern me? Like, that's a good thing, right? Because if you, if they're super frustrated at Tarkov and you show up to their stream for Tarkov, they're not going to be entertaining. So why isn't that a good thing? Why isn't that to be celebrated that they're, you know, moving on to doing something else? Like, I totally get wanting to see your favorite person play your favorite game, but it's a, it's an it's an interesting thing because we're kind of in that zone where, like you were saying, the directory kind of shifts around a lot. But I always sure. think that's such a good thing, like because uh, that's at the end of the day, video games, big you know, big video games. It's just about having fun. So yeah. like, we should all just be doing that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's interesting stuff. But 
for content creators like yourself or Veritas or me, like there's of course more to it than that, right? It's like you can't go from playing X game to several hundred viewers to X game for three viewers if you're, you know, wanting to support your family. So I know that that's a whole aspect of it too, but I don't no, know. You got to time it. You got to time it perfectly so that you have a week where you have like a 24 hour stream with 110,000 average viewers. <laughs> and then the next couple of days is when you just finally have enough of the game because you push through <laughs> it for 110,000 viewers. And then after that, you can't stand it. And then you switch to another game for the first time in your entire career. And you go from 110,000 to 143. And everybody's <laughs> like, what happened, dude? What well, happened? Oh, timing geez. timing it's perfect timing I'm lucky. yeah um but did you feel like when you started when you started to feel that way about tarkov and you started to branch out and do other things how was that experience for you i guess twofold question for you personally making that first jump to another game but then for your community as well i mean you you kind of mentioned the result earlier you've been having more fun than ever but what was that experience like when you were first transitioning over yeah, sure. I mean, it's definitely not like my first foray into variety. Yeah. Like the thing is, is having played Daisy and then PUBG and then Escape from Tarkov, I've I'm no stranger to like periods of the game just being bad. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've always had bad periods where it's just like the game is not fun to play and it's not fun to watch. Yeah. So like I wouldn't say it's my first foray, it's definitely my most serious. Um, and yeah. it's definitely, but I've always had like, a, I guess I've always done things where like, even when I did Daisy only like dark souls was a huge part of my channel mm. and we would do that for like fun drinking streams and I would do drinking dark souls. So the more you drink, the more you die, the more you die, the more you drink. <laughs> Uh, which was great. And, so is there like, no is there no equilibrium where like with beer pong where I gotta be like uh, no really really drunk but not wasted and I'm fucking on. It's not like I that with Dark Souls. Okay, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no, it's literally just your reaction time based a lot yeah. of the time. You know I and mean? so like that's just that's diminishing always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you have like a few attempts on a boss and then you know. That if you can't beat the curve, so to speak, yeah, then you're gonna be on that boss for like the next six hours. <laughs> it's like slap the face, focus up. If I don't do this right now, it's yeah, all I'm downhill. Too hammered, yeah. <laughs> and then you gotta figure out when you gotta end stream. It gets ugly sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that kind of transitioned into yeah. what I do now, which is Fuckboy Friday. Um, yes. First Friday every month we have media sharing. Because we always had like song requests back in the day with the Drinking Dark Souls. Yeah. So now we do like media sharing and we do, you know, I make a drinking game out of whatever game we play. Yeah, it's not yeah, always yeah. a Soulsborne game. Uh, last month we did Jump King. Uh, tomorrow is Fuckboy Friday. Uh, so I'm, I'm slowly but surely gearing up my liver for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we might jump back into Jump King again tomorrow because it's just so good. Yeah. But like it's, it's really easy to like, I don't know. The, that mechanic is great. So I yeah. guess what I'm saying is, is that I've always had events on the stream where we play other things. We also do movie time where we do single player games, right? Like I can mm. beat this game in like 12 hours. So either I do it all in one go or we do like two days. And I would play that after my main game and then bang yeah. out the story game. And uh, so I've always done that. Um, it's never been just this, only this, ever this. Yeah, um, That's really cool. Yeah, it, so it has made this easier, but I think what's made it 
the easiest is making the focus of the broadcast not the game. It's always yeah, been the case. Man. So they're not there for the game. And if you're not playing the game, it's not a big deal. Mm. And uh, you know, and some a lot of people, trust me, especially the Tarkov community, love you guys. But for them it's about the game. Yeah. Like ninety percent of them, it's about the game. And if and if you're not about the game, then that's not gonna be their stream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they wanna see you play it. You take you take two minutes in between raids, they start freaking out, dude. Like, where's my gameplay? <laughs> they want they get mad that they can't watch the loading screens. Oh yeah. When I, I pull the guitar out, they're like, "Where's my fucking loading screen? Hey, put the guitar yeah. away." If the game's not on the screen. They're having a connection. Yeah. So. And I think that goes back to games that maybe suffer from that, or or are the games that have a larger audience of people that like to watch but maybe not play. You know what I mean? Yes. Because because then they find that whole experience enjoyable. I feel like somebody that no life's Tarkov, whether you stream or not, isn't the guy in chat going, where's my loading screen? Because he's like, whatever. Right. But it's the guy who's maybe never played Tarkov, but watched a few hundred or thousand hours of it that they're like, right. I want it. Give me the whole experience. Give it to me. Give it to me. So, um, which is yeah, it's supplemental for them. So they need it all. <laughs> yeah. All no, I understand. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. For me, it's never been about the game so i definitely uh put off those viewers i've always yeah. have they've always been mad at me i'm sorry i'm sure they're great <laughs> people <but. laughs> that's okay but yeah so that that's yeah. that's really what made this transition a lot easier um so we've been playing all kinds of different things that's like cool. uh one of the biggest things we've been playing lately is ufc that came out that's been yeah. a lot of fun i was watching that i was watching that the other day i used to love fight night it was one of my favorite games oh, and ever yeah. since Fight night, maybe round two. I don't know. Was there? I think there was a third one, but it just wasn't the same. I don't remember what the details were. Maybe it was okay. I don't know. I haven't ever had a game that felt as good as Fight Night did. Uh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it anything like Fight Night? It is. It definitely is. I played Fight Night. It was great. Uh, this feels very similar in like the boxing realm of the game. It's it's very. I haven't played a UFC since UFC one, um, and this is UFC four. So skipping a couple, I don't really know like what jumps they made, mm-hmm. but uh, one to four has been sick. One to four has been great, great progress. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, the game's really fun. Uh, my only gripe about the game right now is that the ground game is not super fun to play. Uh, the jujitsu, mm. and then the thing is, is like I've done mixed martial arts my whole life, so like I'm extra into this. I was about to say because uh-huh. you have like real life experience with that right yeah. yeah and it's just it's very awkward i don't i don't blame them at all i don't think there's a good way to do it i couldn't mm. theory craft a way that would make the ground game in a video game good it's just it's not possible you're trying to simulate like literal physical chess and is there's is just no good way to do it mm. so like they right should have called me they should have called me i'm an expert <laughs> at being sort of on the ground awkwardly trying to push that's my shit. That's, that's my shit. That's my I can wheelhouse. make that less awkward. I feel like you'd have a great flying armbar, no doubt. Based <laughs> on the moves that I just watched, you'd have a great flying armbar. They, I mean, they named it. The, they, yeah, they named it after me. That was the my original name. Was the flying yeah. armbar was my <laughs> original handle before. Never mind. Never mind. Before all this, long the time ago. every single submission in the game takes over a minute, and that is like the most weird, awkward thing of all time because submissions happen almost instantly all the time or like within 15 seconds you mean like in real life yeah in real life yeah yeah because it's like 
I'm completely fine. Oh my god, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> stop, you know? Like, it doesn't take yeah. much to make it, you yep. think you're gonna fucking break something. It's very strange. So, like, you have to go through, like, all the steps of the move, and each one is, like, 15 seconds, and you're just playing this, like, really awkward mini game the whole time, where you have mm. to, like, okay, they move their stick left, I have to move left. They move right, I gotta move right and keep my little, like, bar on top of their bar. And it's, I don't know, it's very unfulfilling. That being said, the game's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't need to trash talk it. It's really good. Uh, if just if you ever play it, just make sure you play like a boxer or a kickboxer, and you'll have a great time because the physics are stupid funny. Um, I scored a knockout with my doodly sloob character. Dude, that uh, was watching you make doodly sloob so was funny. so great. So good. Is yeah, it doodly sloob is really good? Oh my god, I need the I vought, I'm pulling the vod up and I'm bookmarking it. There's a YouTube video uh, from the from the dude. Yep. It's in like the last like maybe week we put out videos. So and um, and Deadly came in. He was like, "Make me fat, make me fat." Yeah. <laughs> like this Deadly Slob literally just lost like sixty pounds. Yeah. I was just gonna say I've been I've been seeing I haven't been to his stream in a while because I like my schedule is totally different. But I've been watching a few of his YouTube videos, like the one where he did flight sim, yeah, which was fucking which was gold. And I was like, "Damn, he's looking good." Yeah. Yeah. He's lost a lot of weight. It's awesome. Very Fuck yeah, fun. deadly. <laughs> so yep. you were like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do I, it, buddy. I'm not you fat, bro. You, you, you're in, like, listen, you, you've done all this hard work. This is a UFC character I'm making. Like, you're <laughs> going to be fucking, you know, you're going to be a fridge. Butterbean. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not quite butterbean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a trunk. He looked good. And, uh, my maybe minus like the moose antler tattoo that I have coming out of his pants uh, oh, on, the, yes. on the front of the belly, <laughs> and he also has tuna and script down his spine oh, on his back. Well, that's perfect. That We're should just trying inspire to a real tattoo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe sub goal. Imagine, I'll, I'll imagine. <laughs> imagine, bro. I would support. I would support this Absolutely. fucking thumbnail. He's fucking ripped, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just deadly saw with like a nine pack. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. So he is a he's a heavyweight boxer. So he's just literally has lead fists and we just swing on people all day. It's awesome. That's incredible. That's been a good. Time. That's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to hear you that you're enjoying the game so much. Um, are there any like has there been any other projects like gaming projects that have got you pretty, pretty hype? I mean, I know hype in the gaming world is, is always rough because you never know. But is there anything coming down the pipeline? I saw you checked out like New World, which was a game mm -hmm. that uh, came out of nowhere for me because I've never played an MMO outside of like the first person MMOs they tried to put on console like Destiny and Division and sure. stuff like that. But I've never played an MMO. And then so I had no like news of it coming. And then one day everybody was playing it and I was like... And then now that the beta is over, I would, uh, or it's like over tomorrow or whatever, I would love to get into it, but it's too late for right. me. But I saw you hop in there for a little bit. Like, is there anything on the horizon that's got you like pretty, pretty yeah. excited? So, I checked out New World originally in like 2018. Whoa, uh, really? Yeah. So I'm like one of their like founder partners or whatever that, you know, oh. they all have, they all have programs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I just, I, you know, it was a, they were at TwitchCon one year. I, I set a meet mm. with them and, uh, oh, it was great. The game was not good then. It was not, <laughs> not, not like what it is right now. They've made such insane progress and strides. And I will say like, 
It's definitely shallow currently based on the preview mm. uh, for content, especially endgame content. But I will say it's by far like the best bone structure of any game that I've seen in a really long time in the MMO or in, mm. in the MMO world specifically in yeah. that genre. Like it runs flawlessly. It's <laughs> say it runs, <laughs> but just period. <laughs> First bullet point on the box. That'd be runs. Is. Yeah. It has it has graphics. Yeah. It does plural. No, they're beautiful. Like it's yeah. it's a stunning game. And uh you know, it has a unique combat system. It's more like Dark Soulsy where you attack, block, or dodge. And then you have three weapons, and then you have these skill trees where you pick your moves from the skill trees as you level up the weapons, and then you swap between the weapons to basically press your attacks. So um there's a lot of like rock, paper, scissors like in there, which is fun yeah um this beats that but that beats this and then you have to switch and it's all about timing and then you also have to aim all your attacks it's not a tab targeting system mm. like a lot of those are where you just hit tab and then you hit like six five three, yeah yeah you got the person up and then you cast shadow bolt six seven eight times in a row it's not like that it's a little bit different um but in that vein i love mmos obviously yeah. i think my nerd is oozing out of me yeah. or something like that, but uh I love MMOs. I've been playing since, you know, I've Star Wars Galaxies, uh, you know, Vanilla WoW. I played yeah. to no end. So, <laughs> um, so it's I'm like, always excited for like the next big MMO. Yeah. I've tried literally everyone between then and now, and they've all sucked. So really? it's, it's probably like one of the most frustrating genres currently for most people. Um, I just want Diablo 2 remastered. That is coming is it not i thought I, it was I, there i keep seeing <laughs> articles that i can't tell if they're like mm. onion fucking articles or because <laughs> sure, sure, sure. there's like an article that's like they're coming out with it next year it was like 2016 <laughs> so i have no i have no idea yeah. i have yeah, no idea if it's like that's cool though i mean it's like yeah if you're gonna get something right in a preview get the fundamentals like yeah i think the that's kind of what you were saying it's like yeah. that's that's cool I and do. they don't have another beta until like spring. Spring, yeah. So they have forever to actually add stuff, and they they seem to know that like, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, based on a lot of the feedback I've gotten from like their partners and stuff, so it definitely got me excited because I always felt like that was just like a like a big slice of gaming that I missed. I remember like asking my mom like for World of Warcraft. And it being yeah. like, wait, the game isn't just 50 bucks. You pay for that monthly? Like, get out of here. And I was like, no. Like, and I, so I never played WoW. I never played, I mean, any of the other ones, even like Guild, Guild Wars or anything. I played a little bit yeah. of like RuneScape on my freaking laptop that I had in high school. But I, I, I always <laughs> feel like I'm, I missed that. So I, ever since I've like really devoted to myself to gaming and then switching to PC gaming and getting into that, like I've always like, I've been kind of trying to keep tabs on stuff like that. And then new world popped up and it just, it definitely looks cool. Like you were saying, the graphics look really cool. It looks like it runs really well. I like the way the combat system looks. It just feels, I don't know, maybe it feels more, it feels like a MMO that's accessible to people that have never played an MMO before. It, it appears is. that it way to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it got me excited, and then it's like, oh, it ends tomorrow, and it comes back spring 2021. But Honestly, it's better you didn't do it to yourself because it is fun, and I'm gonna miss the shit out of it. Yeah. No doubt. Spring, so it is what it is. Yeah. The uh, the 
the subscription-based model was a big fight in my household. For yeah, me to be able dude, to it was like, for a video yeah. game? No way. And I was like, please. I had to I had to make a deal with the devil. I had really, really shitty haircut. I, like a scene kid, way down over the face, like yes. cover my eyes type yes. deal. Like skater boy hair. And uh, my dad hated it. Hated <laughs> it. And he was always trying to like, yo, I will give you $100 to cut your oh hair. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I mean, I'm 12. Like he was dead ass serious. Like I will give you a hundred. I was like, and then finally, like he kept saying no to this like subscription based model when, when vanilla wow and star Wars galaxies first came out. And I was like, I'll let you decide how I get my haircut while I have the subscription. And, uh, that was a deal. So that's, wow. how, I, that's how I got in on that. And yeah, I haven't gone back to that look and I'm, pretty thankful he, uh, <laughs> it ended up being a win-win long term win-win looking back yeah no doubt <laughs> no doubt there um but yeah and then on like the mmo side like we have ashes of creation yeah that's another coming up uh, that i'm super excited um if you don't know much about it lazy peon put out a really great video about a month and a half ago maybe about like everything you need to know about mm. new ashes and just like watching that video just has me so excited really so that's a more traditional one where i see like you know that's the one where people lose their lives and just like go down into the basement and never come back out <laughs> kind of deal. like yeah, yeah yeah we're talking like shit bucket mmo so i'm excited for that that's cool but, yeah that's cool i i I heard a few people talking about it. Once I started talking about like i was interested in new world a bunch of people were like check out some videos on ashes of creation so yep yeah, that's going to be good. And then, uh, you know, being a survival shooter, I'm, I'm holding out for um, uh, Dead Matter, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That's, that's about it, though. Like, those cool. are the uh, the looming games. Yeah. But I'm pretty, like, right now, I'm checking out everything that comes out. Yeah. Using so, this time wisely to, to bounce around, out. have fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, you know, Tarkov becomes more consistent. I'd love to be more consistent playing it. Yeah, for sure. And that's the beauty of oh. it. It's like Tarkov is still has so much life yeah. left, hopefully, that I it's like... That they will get there. Yeah. I think they'll get there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. For the, for the sake of daily enjoyment, it's just been <laughs> nice to step back a little. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um. <sighs> mm. Yeah, very. Know, uh, you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, others feel it. Thank, thank God, because I, I, it's it's so funny. I was on um, I was on the team podcast the other day, and uh, I forget who said it. It might have been it might have been Pestily was like uh, that he felt like the game is it like it's in the, one of the best states it's ever been in, and everybody was like, "Yeah, I would probably tend to agree." And I was like. <laughs> Well, maybe you should sit in in a marksman uh, group meet one night. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I can't. I, I'm like, I, if I open up my mouth and say what I want to say, I'll have all seven thousand people in chat just there's just shit there's on me. Though. There's magic though to not poisoning the well and just being like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's definitely advantages to that. So I understand. And honestly, like. The team does seem to enjoy it overall the most, probably out of anyone that I watch, um, especially Anton. 
Yeah. Like that kid can, I mean, he's like, he, Anton's special. Anton's very special. And, uh, yeah, I feel like he could just literally enjoy anything, no matter yeah. what, at any point in time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's perfect for it because yeah. it doesn't matter to him. You know, it's never been about like it being consistent. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck, no. yeah. It's about, it's about the memes and, and the he can fucking... create amazing content even, even now. So, yeah. Yep. Speaking of, I got to get you on Hot Guns, Mark Strom. I don't know if you're familiar at all with Hot, hot Guns. Hot Guns! I am not familiar <laughs> with Hot So you and have some catching up to do. I assume It's fine. Like, whatever you had planned, you know, this weekend with the girl, like, just pull up my YouTube channel and, and watch <laughs> Hot Guns. I'm sure she'll love it. It's it's amazingly mature, riveting content. No, it's a, it's a, it's a Tarkov game show. Think about, like, um, uh, like top gear old bbc top gear but done tarkov um okay. and i just i just brought it back we just did season two Dude, episode one episode with everybody on the team so great um and uh yeah all, so all you'll have to do if if you will accept all you'll have to do is build whatever gun you want whatever tarkov gun you want sure. um and submit it to me which is just send me a fucking screenshot <laughs> and uh I will put it through its paces and it will get judged and held accountable for its sins. Great idea. I like that. Dude, I, I, I was literally rolling when you made Anton's the hatchet because you couldn't get back to you. And then the first two categories that won, I was <laughs> laughing. Oh, yeah, so, that was no spoilers. I'm so, dude, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's just say that Anton doesn't ever respond on, on Discord ever. So I'm like, so hard. I'm picking his. I'm going to pick a submission for him. I get to pick, and it was a hatchet. And then the, the first two categories were weight and build costs. So <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah, That's I choose w. the categories separately. I have a, a big bin of categories that I just kind of choose, oh. you know, pick from. I had Nikita was a special special guest judge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think for the next one, it's either going to be my cat or my grandmother that's going to be responsible for judging, scoring right. the guns. Perfect. Um, that sounds amazing. So you'll have to make sure you plan your builds accordingly if you want to try and meta, meta that one out. Um, one of the one of the things I just wanted to like briefly touch on um, was, you know, people always say like the, the meme about like don't ever meet your heroes kind of thing. Don't ever like when you meet somebody, you know, they're they're different. I remember I, I you might have been the first streamer that I like was a fan of that then i met you irl mm -hmm. um and i just remember thinking like first of all um you have like the weird like nervousness of like you have this one way sort of two way-ish like relationship with if you're a viewer to a streamer or a streamer to a viewer it's just like this right. weird thing then you yep. meet in real life and you're like is it going to translate to like yeah um, sure. you know yeah. And, and i just remember thinking after we had uh met the first two times that we met and then i think the second time do we meet two two different twitch cons i can't remember yeah so then the second one i think is when we had drinks um at, at that bar when um i think you had announced i i forget at the time but anyway i, I was hanging out with uh i was hanging out i think oh yep that's it oh that's yeah cool. that that night's a little blurry um <laughs> but uh good one it was like it was a good night but i i just i just wanted to like say how it was like what's the adjective i'm i'm trying to say without being fucking weird it was 
<laughs> refreshing, encouraging, or whatever. To like when we met, I was just like, he's he's the fucking guy on the stream. He's exactly who you'd think he was. Like totally genuine, super down to earth. Like it wasn't like I'm this sh popular streamer guy, and you, <laughs> you know, like it was. Which I mean, there's like some part of me that that felt that and still feels that when I meet all sorts of people around, and then. And I now see, like, when, when people were meeting me at TwitchCon, they were like, hey, dude, do you mind? Can we talk? I'm like, bro, you being excited to talk to me, trust me, is far more cool for me than it is for you. <laughs> like, get over here. Somebody fucking recognize me. So I just wanted to say, like, thank you. And also, like, have you had experiences like that? What 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 has it been like meeting uh, other content creators and or fans for, for you? Sure. Uh, yeah, hey, thank you. Uh, I don't know. I just try to be a slightly louder version of myself on stream you know i think that's, <laughs> uh you know I, i'm not the only difference between me on stream and off stream is that off stream i'm not necessarily trying to entertain you right mm -hmm. like but other than that it's i don't know i think it's important to be the same because yeah. i think like if it's not then people see that so yeah but you you know it never works out well if you're playing like a character, unless like you're in it, in it, like a Dr. D type. Deal. Yeah. Just forever. Um, right. Jeez. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Got to be dressed in that as well. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think I've always had really great experiences meeting people that I look up to, um, like other broadcasters that really inspired me. Uh, most of them are now I consider friends. Um, which is awesome, you know, and they've always been super responsive and supportive and, you know, they swing through their subscribers, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. these were my people, you know what I mean? Like, this is who I watched. This is who I geeked out for. And, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's more often that's the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that it is just, it's them. And, yeah. uh, at least on Twitch, at least on streaming, when you live stream, I feel like it's very difficult to hide who you are. You yeah. have these natural reactions, and you like it's. It would be so exhausting trying to yeah. do anything other than be genuine. It'd be so exhausting. You couldn't do yep. it enough to go anywhere with it if you didn't, right? Yeah. So, but then you have YouTube, where everything is a version, your best version always, because you literally edited <laughs> yeah, the video. Yeah. Asshole, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like all the streamers that I've ever met have been phenomenal, really. And like no one's, you know, I think that you know we're all people. And uh, yeah, like just like you said, I think that was very well put. It's more exciting to have like a dude come up that you know as a fan than it is for the fan to be meeting the streamer. I, I definitely think that's the case, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And uh, there's, I'm sure there's a threshold where like. If you're Jennifer Lawrence, it's probably like kind of a pain in the ass to go grocery shopping, right? But like, absolutely, I'm, there's a threshold. But I know I'm not even remotely close to one fraction of a percent of that yet. So please come and see. Like, if you recognize yeah, me, yeah. say hi. You know, like, fuck. Dude, like, this is the only place where people know and respect and understand fully what we do is a convention, yeah. right? Like, one space Dude. that we are in where we're surrounded by people who like get it and if you it's like it's such a different contrasting yeah. experience than it is to like sit with like my fiance's family or her like work friends and explain oh, yeah. what i do 
You know mm. what I mean? It's oh, yep. a different thing. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's something that everybody looks forward to. And that's just like a part of the process. Uh, that being said, the other way around, like me meeting fans has been, yeah, nothing short of amazing. Um, every, like pretty much every convention now we host, uh, with the help of Voodoo Ranger, uh, which is a sponsor. Yeah. Um, they hook it up with this like massive party with drinks and food. And we're able to host this event for like a single night where everyone who is a like a fan of one of the marksmen can come and meet and enjoy themselves and have a good time and be around good people. And uh, that's just like, I'll be honest, like, I know this is like one of the most like uh, selfish things that you can say, but man, that's been one of the biggest bummers of 2020 is not being oh. able to um, have that because that's yeah. like, such incredible fuel for me to go back to stream with and to just be like, it reinvigorates me every time. Like it always puts me on this. Okay. It is so tangible who these people are. Like we're going to crank it up a notch. We're cranking. And every single time I do, and it's great. And, and it just changes the content to an extent in a, in a bettering way. And uh, not having that this year has been really hard. But man, you know, it's it's minimal in the grand scheme of things. Have yeah. you have you had anybody uh, outside of a con recognize you? Because someone in chat just asked, and I it's happened to me once, and it was right when like <laughs> the COVID thing was going on. I called into Best Buy because you needed to buy something at Best Buy. You you'd call them, and then they would like walk it out to you to the car because yeah. they weren't letting people in. And dude, like rolls up, and he's like. There it's awesome. I was like, <laughs> in my car with my like license plate at like the Best Buy, like right. my local Best Buy. I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> just like, do I have to, you know? And of course, I gave him my credit card, and he's like, be right back. He walks in my car. I'm like, oh shit. I, I, there's like a 42 percent chance I banned him from my stream. So it, it was really. Yep. It was really a fucking uh, Dude, kind of a coin flip. What would you have done if the tone of that voice was? Veritas. Like if you knew he knew and you were just like skirt. Like I don't need I this never, thing anymore. You know what? All the people that are that are uh pieces of shit in Twitch chat, um <laughs> they're not the types of people I think that would uh they would interact with me IRL and either think that I was actually an asshole in real life or would have the balls to be that much of a piece of shit in person. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like it's unlikely. Most people, yeah, for sure. It's the same reason why when I play Valorant, everybody that recognizes recognizes my name in Valorant, which these days is like one per game, which still blows my mind. Everybody, everybody's fucking cool. Even on the other team, everybody's fucking cool. And it's like because I get to hear your voice and you're on my team, yeah. you're not just some like drive by comment, you know, that could be like, oh, this guy sucks. It's always been like, dude, huge fan, or I'm like. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Thank you. It's the reason why I'd, I'd rather have someone stream snipe me than change my name and not get recognized and like make friends in the game, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I rock. I rock Marshall and everything. The only thing that I don't is Counter-Strike. That's a different. Mm. That's a different <laughs> yeah, that one gets a name change. Really? But, uh, I've never played. Local, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great game. It's a great game. You know, I've always, and, and for the same reasons I very mentioned earlier, it's consistent and it is the definition yeah. of high skill ceiling to the moon. 
and that you will never reach. No one will ever reach. Um, but constantly evolving and just a hundred percent. Like when you fuck up, it's on you and you yeah. know, it. you really, yeah, it grinds on you, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing CS since I was like eight. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, my local Best Buy guy knows me as well. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My local nice. Best Buy guy knew me. And then my, I had a tech on the phone once and I had to give them my LLC name. It's obviously Martian yeah. TV. And uh, they're like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's up? But I'm like, was- okay, I also need your social and your address. And- <laughs> great so like my address is on this account like <laughs> oh my okay. gosh that's crazy yeah so yeah i'm yeah, hoping i really hope that as we move into 2021 like twitchcon like i know that's up in the air nothing's been decided i know that you know with the world events that's that's hard stuff but i think like to just go from the perspective of what you talked about like of a, a community of people that gets it like when you said that that resonated, I just I just had the conversation with my dad that I play video games for a living now. Like I lost my job due to COVID. It was perfect timing to like, let's give this a try. That's going to be harder than like coming out. Dude, I like In 2020. That's got to be like, he's a fucking gamer. Like, dude, oh, no. it was crazy. So like and it was it was like, all right, let's talk. Now he received it so well. It was like he was like. That's amazing. Like, but it was he just, probably saw the ninja article six yeah, months ago or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I heard about that guy. I know. But it's that rich guy. But but even sure. even him receiving it really well, even like him being super excited, it was a two hour conversation of like, what does that mean? Like what you know what I mean? So like when you said that, when you're like, man, it's just like one of the beauties about it, it's just like you walk into that room and everybody gets it. That's yep. crazy. Like that's super exciting. And we all feel the like the the mutual like we're this like weird you know redhead stepchild part of the internet but we love it we love what we do we love it you know what i mean and, and of course twitch is blowing up and this is becoming more and more popular but there's still that camaraderie around like we all get it we, we you know we all congratulations on making the jump and that's awesome thank you so much I mean, obviously not losing your job but yeah 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 the the no, meme that the meme. have timing work out like yeah. i know that can work out 100 percent yeah so Thank you. Yeah, it was it was interesting because your story is very similar. It's just like other this was just going better than I expected. And then other things in life, just like the timing, like, you know, two weeks prior, we were having conversations of like, maybe this could become a thing. 2021, 2022. And and uh, and then in one week, we found out my wife was pregnant and I lost my job. And I was like, double congratulations. Let's go. And so it's been but it's been a blast. But I've never got to go to a TwitchCon or anything ever. And like I was talking I to Veritas and Veritas was like, you have got to go. Like, let's make it happen. And make then, it a priority. And then and they, whenever it happens, yeah, yeah, make it a priority. It's yeah. really important. And uh, yeah, for a million reasons. But but yeah, I mean, you also have to, I'm sure you're appreciating uh, being able to create content and not have a full-time job to worry about. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%, <laughs> dude. Awesome feeling. It's been incredible it's been incredible that's cool that's yeah. awesome man. it's been really really fun so but yeah i definitely want to make that a part of my experience is being able to have that as a viewer and be able to go and experience twitchcon and experience that community of people that that get it but then also as somebody who um you know in, interacts with people all the time i would love to meet some of these so yeah it's it's cool hearing you guys talk about it i really really hope that there's something we can do in 2021 because I, I want to do it. I want to be a part of it. 
Fingers crossed, man. Fingers yeah. crossed. For sure. Yeah, I think it's probably time for us. Yeah. We all got we all got places to be, spaceships to disassemble. <sighs> Dude. I'm so excited to see how that goes. I'm 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 gonna go play Tarkov, so this is gonna be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run some more, I think is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go see if I can beat my one minute in eighteen. Which is the only it's it's a world record because it's the only <laughs> it's the record only because one. I'm the only one that's ever done it. And uh so fuck you all. <laughs> You're a literal world champ right now. Take that Feels in. Good to be awesome, man. Take that in. Feels Until good. it gets added to the leaderboards of speedrun.com and then, and like then 14 people instantly beat me by a minute. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, it looks like I got to find a new game room for you. Yep. That's why you got to compete against yourself, man. It's the only thing <laughs> we're competing against. That's it. So. Um, but yeah, Marstrom, again, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much for the conversation. Yeah, um, thank you guys for having me. It's great. Absolutely. Anybody in chat, anybody listening, please go check him out. We're going to have his links all in the, the YouTube vid, the show notes. Uh, if it is your first time here, this is a, a show that we do every week. Um, so the video version of this will be on my YouTube channel on Monday. The audio will be on Spotify the next week as well. Um, and we'll be back here next week doing another episode. So thank you again to Markstrom. Thank you all for hanging out. And we will definitely see you all on the next one. Peace. <laughs>